You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like Rollstone Bank and Trust, where you matter most. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to ION. Now is your time, your time to network, make new connections, and take in all the information that you can. Now you're going to bring all that back to your communities where I know you are going to slay. Have a great week. Hello, and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon and Kat Deal here for our On the Road series. We're all the way down in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, Kat, where are we? We are on the Villanova campus, and we are specifically in their School of Business. And we're here for the Institute of Organization Management, more commonly known as IOM. Uh, what you just heard was some brief audio from the opening kickoff for this week's program. Uh, to give a brief overview, IOM is really a professional development program designed to enhance individual performance, elevate professional standards among associations, chambers of commerce, and other nonprofit associations. Now, all throughout the week, we're going to be checking in with IOM staff, volunteers, and course attendees to learn more about the programming, and we'll even discuss our own experiences as we embark on our second years of this program and our journey and how it's helping us better serve you, uh, the members who are listening in. Kat, who are we going to be checking in with first today? Well, our first folks, that person that we're going to be checking in is with Nathan Graham, and he is the Senior Program Manager here at IOM. Hey, Nathan, thanks so much for joining us today. First of all, what is IOM? Well, it's it's anything you want it to be, basically, within your own industry. Um, so it's nonprofit management, development, helping people understand how their organizations run and how they can run them maybe better or helping them discover new ways of doing it. And it can also be research and development from stealing other ideas from other chambers, other associations, um, other nonprofits or consultants, just whatever, whatever you want to take from it, you can get and getting those questions answered. This is Travis's and I's second time being here. But for our listeners, they have no idea what this is like. Can you talk about what a week looks like at IOM for everybody out there? It is jam packed. It is when people say that they're going to a conference, I push back on it because a conference you pick and choose where you're going. You have a little bit more downtime, whereas this is eight to five or eight to six some days and you're just from front to back you're taking in content taking in things with these short breaks that we do have um and then lunch but then you have just content all day every day then even afterwards you're going out and networking more uh even by just going to dinner so there's not a lot of relaxation unless you find relaxation and learning so much stuff that your head spins um and it's not centered on one topic so your entire week uh, and your day will be split into different topics altogether, learning uh, foundations one morning and then finance that afternoon. And as we've just done this morning, events and then law uh, so that you're just jumping around all day. So you're in a million different places all at once. 
And I also want to point out that not only are you the senior program coordinator, you are a second year student as well. So you do get the pleasure of sitting in where we are now, which is a classroom with us. Yes, I'm here with you. I'm in the fight with you or whatever this (laughs) At the end of the four, four day sessions each time, it's four years or four rounds of this. How many hours of information are people consuming so over that four years you're taking in 96 hours uh, or over that four sites or four years you're taking 96 hours so it's 24 each that's how it's sitting through it's what you're going through um i make it sound bad like going through like it's a colonoscopy or something but it's like um you you need this is your week of just like taking in a lot of information so it's basically a whole day's worth of information if you think 24 hours if you were just learning it straight but at least we give you time to sleep in between the two and what would you say are the top benefits for attending because there's a number of chambers here but there's also a number of associations and nonprofits mm-hmm. and a lot of different topics that are covered the benefit is that you're meeting people who are in the same space as you because like some people come from like one person chambers to associations that span the country the globe and sometimes you don't you feel as though you're not understood by a lot of people Uh um but it's mostly the understanding and getting that along with the knowledge but getting the experience from everyone in the room who you're looking around at and saying hey and they look back at you and say hey i've been through that or i've been somewhere near that and like we can help you i've uh, had people that have like come up to me at other sites who have like i just started last week i'm overwhelmed and like they're like then they're taking it all in at one time so the benefit is that you're gaining a lot of knowledge at one time but and i would also recommend you pace yourself for one and two don't go home and try to implement everything all at once because the benefits of attending are long lasting and if you're hoping to make a career out of this you have time on your side to do all of that so my first year was a few years ago in 2019 and i remember specifically what i took back which was a long list of which about three things actually happened (laughs) about three things so can you think of one thing you took back last year that was really my introduction to the program like i i work in the day-to-day so i've heard many of the things that were set in the class already because i work with the faculty quite a bit before they get here for me, it was learning all the form numbers because like I it's, so it's, it's a lot because I we were just talking about it, but we were just that how many like different forms there are to fill out and how many things. And I'm usually interested in not that at all. Uh, not a form that I, I don't like doing my taxes anyway. So that's why I hire someone to do it. Um, but like I, that learning all of the form numbers and going home with it and being able to say this is the form you need to fill out. This is what you need. And this is what you're going to use to get that space and get get your head right because you uh, we go home we talk about a lot of ideas for events and certain things like that but you also need the legal standing the legal basis the all of the all of the government related things to make sure that you can get those ideas through and get those ideas implemented yeah Right now we're sitting down with another member of our class on her second year. We have Katie Atchison, who's a little closer than some of the other attendees, yeah. uh, coming to us from the Cape Cod Chamber of Commerce. Katie, can you tell us a little bit about your role at the chamber and what it involves? Sure. I'm Economic Development Director, and so sort of breaking that up into segments of workforce development, business development. We have a few events like a career fair, conference. Um, and managing all of those projects and initiatives and a lot of grant writing like you also do. So this is your second year. Mm-hmm. Now your first year was also at Northeast, mm-hmm. right? So you've waited a whole year to come back. Yes. What's something you learned last year? And I'm sure you learned a lot. I know my first year I learned a lot and it was overwhelming. 
But what was something that you took back that you were like, that was stellar, like that really made a difference? Um, the most impactful class that I took last year was an elective in finance because it gave me just the vocabulary to communicate to our finance team in a more intelligent and useful mm -hmm. way. Just learning what some of that terminology that they're using to describe things. Oh, that's great. Super, super helpful. Yeah, I love the idea that we learn something here that makes mm -hmm. us go back and do our job more confidently. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Katie, I know you and I both work on some of the same grants in mm. Massachusetts, so oftentimes we'll text or email each other questions or bounce ideas back and forth, and we've got a pretty good working relationship. But how has it been for you to be able to connect with folks from other chambers across the country, and even with some of these folks from international organizations? How has that helped you in your current role? Yeah, like every good creator we're not creating anything we're taking other people's ideas and morphing them into ours so even just last week i emailed you to ask for your membership tiers information so being able to reach out to 30 or 50 different people in the sphere to say hey what are your bylaws look like what do your materials for sponsorship look like being able to connect with those people and knowing that they're up for sending you information because they understand what you're trying to accomplish so being able to share that kind of information has been so valuable in just trying to think through strategies without having to reinvent completely. And then also camaraderie, like it's it's a wild and weird world in chambers and associations. It's a different, it takes a different personality, it's different day to day. Um, and obviously like being able to text Travis to be like, I don't know what I'm doing and him to reply like, it's okay, no one does. <laughs> Very comforting. It is. There's a lot of camaraderie. And although this isn't my class because I did mine pre-COVID, um, I do find that you guys are a very gelled class. It seems like you guys have all gotten along very well in that sharing of information. And I feel like it's gone beyond chambers because we're in here with a lot of other associations. So mm -hmm. even today, I've heard so many different things that were not a part of maybe the chamber world, but now are. And You're think... fitting in great, by the way. <laughs> we're joined right now by Heath Barrett with the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance. Heath, you've been a past advisor for IOM. You also now sit on the Board of Regents. Can you tell us about your current role and what those past roles have involved? Absolutely. Uh, the Board of Regents are really important for um, all sites of Institute. There are four different sites throughout the year. Each site has its own Board of Regents. And we really, uh, we work almost year-round virtually meeting together. Mm -hmm. And uh, we implement the week. And once we get here, we make sure things are running smoothly. And if issues pop up, how we can correct those. And really just make the whole week a great experience for all of the attendees that are here. It's a little different role than the class advisor role. Um, you know, class advisors have a little more interaction with the attendees that are here. Um, but the Board of Regents try to try to get those connections and relationships too. And how important are the volunteers like yourself to the actual overall success of this program? Uh, they're very important. The uh, the staff with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, uh, there's you know not that many staff, even though they do an excellent job with all of the institute sites. But without the volunteers, the the class advisors, the board of regents, uh, it would be a difficult week to pull off. And so each and every volunteer has a lot of roles and responsibilities that they play, and um, they're vitally important to the success of the of the week. So Heath, you were our class advisor, yes. and I just remember thinking, 
this is this is such a vital role for our class because you really helped gel the class together. You yeah. truly did. And now you're even beyond that. So I gotta say, you've gone through IOM, you're a class advisor. What keeps you coming back? You know, I think for me, it's uh, the opportunity to, to build on relationships that I've already formed because of Institute. And so while we're connected on LinkedIn and, and other social media, you know, you meet new people and you make new relationships and you still share and learn ideas from each other. And we don't need to recreate the will in our organizations. We can, uh, we can duplicate things, you know, bring those back to our own communities. And so why would you not want to be involved in an institute program if your organization allows you to? Right. Mine does. And so it's all about relationships and, and learning things and taking that back to our board and our staff and making our organization better. Do you have a favorite moment, Heath? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I went to institute in Tucson. I did all four years at Winter Institute. And, um, and I love coming to Northeast. Um, I don't know. I think a favorite, you know, a favorite memory would be just these awesome instructors that you have. You're having the best in the industry, you know, these industry leaders. And I guess the best memories are some of those key things that you take away, you know, uh, Bill Graham's happy face, uh, classes with Justin Patton or Bob Harris. I mean, those are those memories that you walk away from a class and you've got an impression that's that's there forever. So those are the things that, that are great for me. Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The Chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals? To advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the Chamber makes good business sense. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. We're continuing our IOM special podcast down in Villanova campus here this week on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Right now we are chatting with Beth Kitchens. She is with the Mississippi State Chamber of Commerce, working with their Mississippi Economic Council. Uh, Beth, tell us a little bit about your role. I lead the membership team for the Mississippi Economic Council. How did you come to find out about IOM and what made you decide you wanted to pursue certification through IOM? My president of Mississippi Economic Council, CEO and President Scott Waller, is a huge proponent of professional development and almost everyone in our organization has been through IOM, has gone through Institute. That's impressive. Not many organizations will send that, send everybody. Well, it's not everyone, but, but the entire leadership team and then uh, employees who have been there, or team members who have been there for you know, a long time. <laughs> That's great. Now you're here at Northeast. Did you do Northeast for all your four years? Because you are graduating tonight. Yeah. yeah. After a six-year uh, journey, because we set out two years, there are uh, about eight or nine of us that have come to Northeast the entire time. And we met, we've made a, a nice pod and uh, we were excited to graduate together. COVID was the reason for it it taking yeah. two years it definitely extra. held up a lot of people's journey on IOM and for you to be graduating tonight what does that certification mean to you and your role uh, credibility and validation to 
what I do to my for my members. I think it, it shows to my members that I have been intentional and thoughtful with my education and professional development in a way that I can provide more value to them through my service to my members. And some of that value actually comes from the relationships that we make here. You know, you you went through you're you're saying that a lot of your class or most of your class is all still intact even through the COVID years. Well, not we are intact even though lots of people have either transitioned to new jobs or fast tracked. We our Facebook group is still very active. Uh, we call ourselves Forever 21 because that was the year we were supposed to graduate. I love it. But it's just a lot of uh, intelligent, smart, um, talented, and passionate people involved. So it's your last year. You're graduating tonight. What's your favorite IOM memory? A group of us went to Barbie last night, and that yes! was a whole lot of fun. I'm, I'm dressed today as Institute Barbie. So, um, but no, I mean, I think just the, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I can't choose just one of anything. Okay, you can choose several. <laughs> Feel free. But it's just the camaraderie. Yeah. No, really feeling like I know these folks that I have gotten to know, or even instructors that I could pick up the phone and just call with a question, and I know I would they would return my call and we would have a valuable conversation. I think that's the, the best thing about Institute, is the relationships that you build between your instructors and your classmates. Kat, one of the things that we've seen um, throughout our two years now here at IOM is that not only do you see people from chambers and associations all across the country, but it also draws an international uh, group as well. And I know I was fortunate enough to have met several international students last year. We have several international students in our class this year. And right now we're chatting with Asel Kumanich Bekova. She is with the organization SIPE. They're based out of Washington, D.C., but she's actually based internationally. So Asel, can you tell us a little bit about SIPE and where you're based and what you do? For the yeah, family? thank you so much, Travis and Kat for invite for this uh, conversation actually and uh, I'm super super excited to be here at IOM. My name is Asel Kubanujbekova and I'm based in Bishkek, Kyrgyz Republic. Uh, it's in Central Asia. We are quite a small country, about uh, 8 million population uh, and uh, but overall in Central Asia it's over 80 million people market and actually this year I'm not alone I have my colleagues from Uzbekistan Tajikistan and also we have other side uh, teammates from Ethiopia uh, who joined us this year yeah wow. so SIP so has quite an international presence in yes. a number of these countries so what exactly is SIP what does SIP stand for and what do you do yeah yeah SIP is an international profit organization it's affiliated organization to the US Chamber of Commerce that works outside of the US to strengthen and support private sector for democracy development in their countries so I joined SIP two years ago and the main like we have uh, different type of programs that focusly uh, orientated to support Support private sector associations and chambers in the field. So, for example, two years ago we launched the Women and Girls Empowered Program, which in Central Asia it covers five countries: Kyrgyz Republic, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, and Turkmenistan. And the main goal and idea of this program was to support uh, and uh, unite and help to facilitate the collaboration among women's business community in Central Asia on national and regional level. So they can create much more favorable environment for women entrepreneurs in the in their countries and uh, thanks to this program we could unite uh, 97 organizations 
around the region that uh, represents huge amount of uh, women entrepreneurs, not only from cities, but also from rural areas. And also, I just want to mention that one of the specific unique things of uh, wage program in Central Asia was that it was the first time ever in Central Asia when we could invite to the table business associations, chambers, and civil society organizations that works on uh, decreasing gender-based violence against women. So as example, I can share the example from Uzbekistan. Uh, and in Uzbekistan is 30 million population and uh, they are really quick, fast-growing uh, market they have now. And uh, there, our coalition, uh, the union uh, of uh, women's business associations, uh, mainstream business associations, chambers, and civil society organizations, they could promote and advocate on uh, criminalization of domestic violence. It was a really strong success of uniting their um, efforts and voices. And for example, in Kazakhstan, our colleagues, uh, they, our coalition, we had about 30 organizations who united their voices. They could advocate and develop guide and also start the conversation on sexual harassment at workplaces. And uh, I can show also on Kyrgyz Republic, in my country, we could unite 31 organizations and uh, that represented, they counted the amount of members, 41,000 women entrepreneurs around the country. And uh, just recently, a week ago, we received confirmation that uh, they will be created a special advisory council under the Ministry of Economy and Commerce of the Kyrgyz Republic on women entrepreneurship. It means that our coalition, who was created and facilitated thanks to SIPES uh, wage program in Central Asia in partnership with American Bar Association and other US-based organizations, Search for Common Ground. It was three organizations, one consortium. So uh, thanks to this, we will have women's voice on the table during decision-making processes regarding the economic development in the country. It's such an innovative thing that's happening then for you guys, and that's an yes. amazing coalition it sounds like you're bringing together. Yes, yes. How is IOM helping you and SIPE doing that kind of work? Super. So I just want to briefly mention the program we are doing now because which was finished by April, and this year we launched new program improving business environment in Central Asia, funded by State Department. Uh, and uh, this program is focused on boosting regional cooperation and uh, partnership among the private sector in Central Asia. Uh, and the all the thing that I'm learning during the IOM, actually it impacts a lot the work we are doing. As example, I can just from the approach we are using in our programs, because side brings very unique approach to Central Asia. Usually other programs, they work uh, on directly like providing some grants or support to organization or some initiatives, but site creates like uh, brings facilitation and the cooperation, the dialogue between the private sector. It's very one of the needed thing. And we also in the framework of this program, the first focus and priority and demand from local partners is to strengthen their capacity, starting from governance of business associations, the sustainability, how to work with their members, how to plan strategically their next steps for the advocacy, etc. All of the things I'm learning here, right. we can use in our approach and make stronger, more, much effective our situations. I agree. I think yeah. that IOM is providing all of us such great skills yeah. to really do that, to bring together yeah. many different groups of 
you know, the players in our, wherever we're located and bringing them all to the table. So we just want to thank you so much for your time today. And we know you've got a long journey back to um, Central Asia. So thank you so much for being a part of the program today. Thank you. It was so nice to be with you and to share my so much valuable insights from IOM and being with you last year and this year here. Thank you. And right now, as we are finishing up our final day of classes, we're happy to be joined by Carla Young. She's the Director of Membership and Community Relations with the Greater Bethesda Chamber of Commerce in the lovely state of Maryland. Carla, thank you so much for being a part of the program today. Thank you so much for having me, Travis. So, Carla, you were a member before you were at your chamber, before you worked at your chamber. Correct. So can you tell us a little bit about the role and how that came about? So um, my prior background has been in residential property management, been doing that for well over a decade. And my company at the time were and still are long-term members of our chamber. Um, with that membership, I was uh, able to engage and get involved with a couple of our committees, especially our Young Professionals Committee. Um, and then fast forward to the summer of 2021, our fairly still new CEO at the time um, shared with everyone that he was in search of a new, not only membership director, but also a marketing person. My background in school is in marketing, um, sales, minored in finance, um, and then I've had experience with like event planning, um, client building, and consultation, things of that nature. So I reached out to our CEO and just wanted to learn more about what both of those roles looked like, what his expectations were, what the board expectations were. Um, we were in the still early stages of coming out of COVID, mm -hmm. so to speak. So I knew that our chamber and the community was now pivoting in a new direction. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to learn what was his vision for that right. new direction and how, if he felt, would I be a good fit to help make that come to fruition? How has this helped shape your view of the chamber world and how has it helped you yes. become acclimated to a chamber career after working in property management? Yes, so when we met a year ago, I was uh, just on the verge of celebrating my one year anniversary. And um, coming into my role, it was easy for me to uh, quickly adapt because I understood it more from a member side. So by me understanding the what our members needed, I knew what I needed to deliver. Since being a part of this IOM journey, I'm now learning more on what it takes to run a chamber, what it takes to govern a board, uh, creating policies, putting those policies into play, um, knowing how to kind of in a sort of way play well with our elected officials on both the, the local and state level, um, making sure that we stick to our policies and bylaws. Coming in, I was very well versed on the membership side of it. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm seeing more on a CEO side of it, on a board side of it, on on, a, on an invested um, donor side of it. So Absolutely. And I think that's really important for all of us to have that sort of switch moment where we see that. So what are one or two things you really love about your current position at the chamber? Um, as we learned in one of our classes yesterday, I love connecting our members. Um, I love connecting them to each other, to other businesses, and I love connecting them to our community. I um, grew up in Baltimore City, so very, very heavily populated, very urbanized area. I've been a resident in Montgomery County, which is where Bethesda is um, for about 12, 13 years now. And I've been a resident of Bethesda for six of those years. So the more I get to know my community, the more I want to make sure that my members 
get the fullest exposure possible within that same community. And I also, uh, my second favorite thing I love is the community engagement, the giving back. Um, we do a lot of different charitable um, driven events. We do a minimum of two big donation drives. We're actually in the middle of our annual backpack back to school drive for our public school students in our county. Um, and then getting closer to the holiday season, we do um, a lot of volunteering work at some of our local shelters. We do a goodwill uh, dinner where we, where our board and our staff feed families in need at our local um, rescue fire squad. And and some people say, well, like, what well, what about the business? But that is still business because in order for businesses to thrive, especially now that we're post-COVID, you have to do more than just sell a product or provide yeah. a service. You yeah. have to you have to learn who your customers are, who your investors are, who your marketing partners are. And in order to do that, you need to connect with them and you need to get out and give back to your community. So Carla, just one last question. Sure. What does IOM mean to you? Um, You guys are my family now, to be honest. I so much look forward to this every year. IOM is just an, it's an extension of what I get to do at home every day. Um, again, it's connecting people. It's giving back. It's um, it's a community. It's a community. And, it, and once you graduate, that doesn't mean, okay, you're done. Go back to work and take back what you learned. No, like there's still opportunities to come back, to uh, pay it forward, sort of in, in a way. And um, that's what IOM is too. So Travis, here we are. We're on our last day. We're here at IOM and we are wrapping things up after our last three and a half days of lessons. We figured it'd only be fitting if we actually talked a little bit about our experience as well. And we've had two very different experiences at IOM. Yes. Yeah, so Kat, you actually started before the pandemic and then the pandemic obviously disrupted, like it did everything, disrupted <laughs> IOM. So you took a few years off uh, for you to take some time off and then come back this year. Was it like riding a bike or? I have to say that, you know, when you immediately come back from IOM, you're like filled with ideas and you just want to put everything into place and you want to implement it all. And I definitely took a lot from it. And I implemented it, but taking four years off in between was a huge gap. But what it did do is I went through the pandemic. I learned how to pivot. We got programming pivoted. So going back now, it's like I have like four years experience and I did not have, I didn't even have a full year experience when I went to Iowa in my first year. So having almost five years now of Chamber World under my belt and four years between institutes, I really feel like I looked at institute differently. Mm -hmm. I looked at how I could apply things differently, how it worked for us. I know so much more about our chamber now. So I understand when people said, oh, we're talking about foundations. Oh, we have one of those and we have a this and, and I understood a lot more. So I think coming back, I really gained more knowledge this time because I wasn't so worried about what I already knew about my own chamber. And I was able to say, yeah, I'm going to apply all of this in a very unique way. Or I'm going to take, I know what to pick and choose. I also, even though this isn't my class and it was great to be there with you as this is your class, um, I made friends instantly and I knew I didn't have to hesitate to ask for help. Like getting things from other chambers that they're doing like Tim Vu, who is like this amazingly smart guy for um, the Growers Association. You know, he had this amazing document he puts together only once a year. And I was like, Tim, could you send it to me? I had it within minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's that kind of like collaboration that it doesn't matter when you leave or when you come back or what year you're in. People just want to connect and collaborate. And one of the first points you brought up about you, you come back from Iowa and you have all these things you want to implement and it's funny because I, I 
that's some, a phrase that you hear, I think, often from different people is, I've got all these ideas, I want to go back. And of course, you want to implement <laughs> all 30 or 40 or 50 of them. Yeah. But you might be lucky if you're able to um, successfully implement a few, a few um, yeah. each year. But those few that you're able to do, I think, really elevate our work. But I wasn't on this journey alone, Travis. You actually were here for your second year in a row this year as a year two with your class and coming in with a class while I was really lucky to see one of my past classmates um, was able to graduate and I was there for it. What did it mean to you to be at IOM with the same group of people basically and moving forward because you immediately came in and I could tell you had really good connections that you had made last year. Well, I think it was interesting. I, I kind of harkened back to like my college years, if you will, uh, where you have these people that you're with almost 24-7. Yeah. Granted, this is only for the period of a week. You get extremely close uh, to those folks and you find out, you know, who works for similar size organizations, who works on, in, in my case, who also is a government affairs person, you know, who's dealing with some of the same regional challenges as we are. And even though we're not physically together, except for that one week during the year, I, I can think of several classmates that I actually have contacted. Either I've contacted them or they've contacted me on different things we've been working on to bounce ideas off of, or if I had a question or, hey, you've done this before, you know, what was one way your chamber successfully navigated that? Um, you know, there's, we have a colleague down at the Cape Cod Chamber and we're actually both work on similar grants. And so it's, it's interesting because a lot of times we'll, we'll joke when reports are going on and we'll message each other and go, how's your report going or different things like that and different check-ins. Um, but also we're on a lot of the same calls in terms of economic development and with tourism and trying to move that needle collectively forward as a state. So it's great to have that additional bond that I didn't have before. And, you know, you ha they, these are a cohort and you can tell that there are within the cohort that you, you can tell that there's a lot of information being passed back and forth. And you mentioned that you're actually on some other things with other, with some cohorts that are here in, in, um, in Massachusetts area. But I know that you've also been, you know, working with people across the country that were in your cohort and that's got to have a lot. It just, it must make you feel good to have that whole class. Like all of you are together and you've known each other for a year now that you have people that you can reach out to. Yeah, it's nice to have those people kind of in your back pocket um, and to know that you can count on them and you never know how, you know, how those connections are going to come in handy. I think we're really lucky and I think it speaks highly of our leadership that we got to go and do this this past week. And uh, it's been it's been a really good time and I can't wait to see what we both bring back from IOM this year to help our communities. And we will be back with another episode of the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. I think we're going to grab a couple more cheesesteaks before <laughs> we hit the road and head back to Massachusetts. But for all of you listening from down in Philadelphia on the campus of Villanova at the Bartley School of Business, this has been the latest episode of the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast coming to you from the Northeast Institute as part of the Institute for Organization Management. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.